This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. It's Wednesday. It's 10 p.m., and it's time for the Late Late Chat Show with me, Toby Payne Cook, and my co-host and excellent friend, Mr. Ed Finch. Yes, he should be here this week. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It's still a school night. Yes, I know. When is this term ever going to end? Um, so thanks for tuning in. Stick this with us is Discussion Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live may at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Well, hello. Um, Noreen has entered the live studio. That proves that I am actually broadcasting. Good evening and welcome. I'm hoping to find Ed calling in. Is Ed having success? Um, the I can't see Ed yet anyway, so I will see. I have to... We can't co-host together, so hi, I can hear you loud and clear, says Noreen. Good. And Ed Finch, here we go. I'm going to invite him in. There we go. We've sent your invite. Ed, are you in? Oh, hang on a minute. I can't hear you. So try try again, Ed. Sorry about this technical hitch about the start of our show, everybody. Entered the live studio. And okay, have I got to click on something here? No, I don't think so. I think I just clicked on the green bar came up. Try joining one more time, Ed. Ed Finch wants to call in, invite them as a speaker. Yes, we've sent your invite. So now. Come on, am I in now? You're in now. Yes. <laughs> hey, yes. it works, my friend. It works. Excellent. Ed is here. Hey, and Noreen's celebrating. Um, <laughs> we're a bit crackly. So um, how are you, Ed? It's lovely to have you here together. Um, our first yeah. show, the solo one. So how are you feeling? I am much better. If, uh, if the people out there, well, Noreen is, is who's out there. If Noreen has been uh, worried about me, I was properly ill last week. You know, I really was. I was, I was flat on the sofa. Thought I was, thought I was useless. Thought I was gone. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I get like a viral thing, it always hacks straight into my self-esteem. And uh, like, I feel rubbish, but I also feel like I will probably never work again. And the world has found me out. And I'd probably just better slink off. So you know, I'm better when I'm suddenly think I'm cock of the walk again. Anyway, I was all. I think it, I'm better now. That's great. I think I think we we sort of forget the fragility of our existence, don't we? We take we yeah. take our fitness and our health and our our sort of top form when it occurs um, for granted, and then you know the slightest thing like a sprained ankle mm. or um, or a bit of. Um, a cold or flu or, or or a mild infliction of the COVID, um, yeah. then you know I think um, it 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 just sort of knocks everything for six and shows what, what delicate it, beings it we are. It pulls back the curtain, doesn't it? You go around uh, with your super ego, telling you that you're a fantastic driver and a fantastic person, you know. And you know behind all that, there was always some sniffing little wreck of a man crouched behind the curtain, pulling the levers. And, a bout of the flu will will draw back the curtain and reveal the pitiful existence of a, of an Ed Finch or a Toby Payne Cook, but it's all right because <laughs> we're fine again now, and so we can inflict an hour of ourselves on the on the public with an opinion that there's maybe something in it for them. Absolutely, I think I think it's 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 an experiment. So obviously, last week I spoke to to the the the, the listeners about what we were sort of aiming to do with the show, and and I think it's just going to be us two chatting. Uh, we may invite other people in um, if, as, as a discussion goes, but I think to begin with, we want to sort of experiment with with our um, our newfound chemistry because you are a new <laughs> a new um, new friend, and we have yeah. Dartmoor and Granite and Devon in common now. Yeah. Um, or even though I am broadcasting from Kent, and you, are, where are you, Ed? Let's tell everybody where are I'm, you actually. I am in beautiful Crediton. Uh, I mean, people may not know a great deal about Crediton. 
it's understandable. It is a little bit like a suburb of Exeter, but it's it, but it's ancient and it's beautiful. And I don't you know. So I am currently sitting less than half a mile from the birthplace of St Boniface himself. I'm sure that you are, you know, as a keen student of history, particularly of, yes. you know, of Christianity in Europe, I know is one of your pet subjects. You'll, you'll know all about St Boniface and uh, and his mighty works to bring Christianity to mainland Europe. And uh, I know he was born such a short distance from here. It, you would, to pass through this town, you would think it was um, a very dull little town, entirely enthralled to the mastery of uh, of Exeter, fifteen minutes down the road. But you'd be wrong. It has history. It has culture. It has beauty all of its own. And it's got a good bookshop. It's got an amazing bookshop. Have you been there, or do you have you just heard? No, no. There? You've told me it's a good bookshop, and oh, I, 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 and I'm going to, go, I'm going to visit when I'm passing through next. Yeah. But, it's, but it's a community I can tell bookshop. You. Yeah, it was set up by the people for the people. And it's it's staffed still largely by volunteers, but you wouldn't know that. I mean, it's it's a really classy outfit with a brilliant um, brilliant curation of the books. It's not big enough that it can have every book in the world, like a big Waterstones. You know, they've got to pick and choose, and they choose beautifully. Yeah. Honestly, shout out anybody in Crediton. I doubt there's many people from Crediton listening. I could be wrong. If they are, please tweet <laughs> in and say hello. I'll be astonished. Uh, yeah. Well, we should be very proud of it. I think, um, but I can just tell you briefly. We're gonna we're gonna get on with the next feature in a moment. But yes. I think um, the Bishop of Crediton is a very nice man, and I think um, the because my my grandfather, who I never knew, my dad's dad was a vicar. My dad would be a hundred and four if my he was still alive. So, uh, um, so I'm not sure how. Oh, I've got a bit of a lag. What's happening there? Something's happening. Oh. Ed's experimenting with his microphone, I think. Um, and no, anyway, um, falling off. Yes, carry on. A little glitchy. But but so my my grandfather, who I never knew, who died was dead before I was born. He was good friends with the Bishop of Crediton, and he used, the Bishop of Crediton used to give my father when he was a young boy in in the early nineteen twenties <laughs> sweets yeah. when he visited him. And so my dad, every time he drove past Crediton. Um, presumably St Boniface's church, um, uh, is, um, he used to have to say the Bishop of Crediton is a very nice man. Anyway, right. I digress. We're going to do, I've just got to do a sound effect because we are going yeah. to do um, our first feature of the show. Hang on, right. audio effects. Here goes. Oh, that's very classy, baby. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Yes. Um, yeah. Ed, I think you need to speak about this first because I rambled for too long about it last week. So what's been going on oh, on the Twitter sphere that's caught your attention this week? Well, do you know what? My, my, my attention on the Twitter sphere has been uh, pulled hard by um, the fact that my friends at Cozy Direct, I'm, I'm like being an influencer. It's brilliant. They said, uh, could, we, could we partner up on a giveaway? So I said, I don't know what that involves. They said, we give something away, but we use your name in vain. So my, uh, my, you know, when something takes over and your notifications are just going, uh, you know, 100 miles an hour and you can't see anything else because it's all that. There's all been people following me and liking this tweet so they can win some, uh, some wooden steppy numbery things for their EYFS area. However, that's not the tweet of the week because that would be uh, very self-serving, <laughs> uh, wouldn't it? Um, do you know what? I, the one that I've enjoyed the most was the Jed Mercurio tweet. Uh, yes. Reflecting on our friend. Now, it is a little little bit political. It's a little bit political. Can I get away with using that one? Will you let me? Yes. 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 I will let you. I would definitely let you. Um, okay. Yes. Go on. Well, Have I've you got it? Can, can you read it out? Have you screenshotted yeah, okay. it? Good. So, um, it's you know, when our, when our lovely friend, Mr. Boris Johnson, dressed up as a policeman so that he could go and see some police be doing a thing, and he did that, people said it's a bit like Mr. Ben, you know, he likes dressing up. Jed Mercurio, who, of course, you all know, was the, <laughs> wrote the line of duty. Um, anyway, he, so he, he, he tweeted, thank you for submitting your audition for the next series of line of duty, but we're looking for a character with at least one redeeming moral principle and a performance that places even just a scintilla of doubt in the audience's mind that he might not be totally bent. And he put that over a picture, over a picture of, uh, of the Prime Minister looking decidedly shifty, doing a bit of side yes. eye. And, um, yes, 122,000 likes on that one. Oh, that's wow. Well, that's very, that's very popular. my record by um, <laughs> about, yeah. about 120,000. 
It's, that's that's a good number of likes. Yeah, no, no. I think I think it's obviously all over the news. We're going to be talking about Christmas parties soon, mm. um, whether uh, Christmas parties that have or maybe haven't happened, um, and uh, be, so so that's a very sort of tenuous link to the whole um, chaos that has been this week in the in the yeah. national news. Um, I, I think can I can I mention? Um, I don't know his name, but I think you know his name because I think he knows you and he likes you. A R at Llewellyn Twenty. Yes. He was my tweeter yeah, of yeah. the week last week. He's a primary head mm. in London, I think. And um, two tweets um, actually from him this week. Mm. Um, oh no, I'm just going to read out one. This one made me laugh. I mean, he's very funny on Twitter. Um, and teachers were on their knees. And the TAs also, with weeping and wailing, and great exhaustion was upon them, with sadness. But then came a glimmer of light in Christmas, and they looked to the skies, but screamed in anguish, for it was a storm, and it was wet play again. Um, <laughs> hasn't the weather, the weather's been, has the weather been awful in Devon this week? Well, I mean, it has been mad is what it's been i was sitting in my office today looking out the window and it was blue the bluest sky you can imagine the bluest devonshire sky and yet still it was raining like hammers I was like, how are you doing this devon it's like it's it's just been rain and storm and floody on my way to work it's washed out the potholes so they're another foot deeper oh man <laughs> <laughs> the children are muddy. The children are so muddy, and they crawl in off the playground, and they, they leave trails of mud up the stairs and round the corner. The poor uh, cleaners have been working night and day, and they just can't keep the tide of mud out of the building. I was yeah, in there's... school yesterday. I was doing some interviews for teachers, and uh, there was just rain coming through the flat roof, and like there was bins everywhere with drip, drip drops. These poor <laughs> teachers trying to show off their very best teaching, you know, because they've got me and two other people with clipboards in the room, and <laughs> it's just like drip, drip, drop, little April shower. Give up, guys. Go home. Pack it in. <laughs> was it was that worse than a wasp in the classroom or or uh, yeah no. i think not worse than a wasp unless you were sitting right next to one of the drips there was one kid i could see she was getting soaked but there was nowhere else it's a tiny classroom <laughs> in that school nowhere else for her to go it's just every drip went up the side of the poor child as she tried to you know oh, she's one of those good kids who'll do the best you know she was she wasn't going to complain she knows we've got people in the class and they've got clipboards god knows why they're here you know we better all show that we're willing trying to do a uh, you know, the, her poorly planned thing. Oh, my word. Poor kids. Um, one, can I read one more tweet? And then we'll yeah. decide which which of these three. Um, John Hutchinson, linked to your your tweet that you read out, um, mm -hmm. sent this 23 hours ago on Twitter. Um, I'm putting together an assembly on the value of honesty <laughs> and how you always end up in much more trouble when you lie and how you always get found out usually quite quickly, struggling for any topical references to make it relevant. Anybody have any ideas? Yeah. Um, so I quite liked that as well. But I think yours wins for me. Um, it, was, it, was, um, it was great to, to see a line of duty writer um, sort of satirising a pretty... Just nailed it, really. He nailed it. And if you yeah. go around dressed up like a policeman, and it was a very, you know, you, know, you were asking for... I thought Jeff Mercurio won Twitter for the week there. Oh, I also had up my sleeve, uh, I think, a, a bit of a beautiful tweet that um, Joanne Harris, you know, Joanne Harris wrote Chocolat. Yes, yes, yes. She was um, on Desert Island Discs recently, I think. Um, she's a great I remember character. I, I, yeah. just think, I, I don't know whether people follow her. But I follow her on Twitter. Um, you know, if you only follow uh, other teachers, if you're, if you're very religiously stuck to edit Twitter, you do get a very two-dimensional view of the world, I think. Um, Absolutely. Totally, yes. Yeah. She tweeted this poem, which I think is hers. Insofar as she's a very she's a good person, I'm sure she wouldn't take credit for it if it wasn't hers. But she she tweeted this um, earlier today, not not that long ago. She tweeted, "In fact, it never snowed. Instead, our home was hot and sunny, and bombs rained down like falling stars. That was our advent story. And I was not on a donkey, but in a rubber dinghy, which sank just half a mile away while you were singing songs about a white woman and her baby." Wow. And there's not a lot to say about that, except for I just thought that, to, you know, to be scrolling past people being snarky about a party and come across that was, uh, was uh, it slowed me down for a bit. Beautiful bit. Yes. And Alex, of course, Twitter is is how we met. It's, it's I suppose it's probably, I mean, I don't know if there's anyone 
who listens to teachers talk radio and um, who hasn't discovered it via the Twitter sphere, I'd be interested to know, actually, that's, that'd, that'd be interested to know how much of the uptake of, of um, teachers talk radio and listeners and, and, um, have have kind of found it via another route because um, people like myself talk about Twitter as if it's um, kind of uh, an essential to life and it really isn't. I you know I think Alex has spoken about it quite a lot. Who was on just before us and I think Alex is listening in. Thank you. Welcome to those of you who are listening in. Um, so I, I think it's it you know it's a, it's a terrible thing in some ways um, Twitter and particularly when we get into the whole echo chamber sort of ganging up and and of course we then start thinking things are perhaps more important or more scary than they really are the outrage thing but on the flip side you know i wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for twitter i wouldn't have have met you if i wasn't for twitter and um and wouldn't have learnt and laughed at a lot of things and there's always someone of a sort of slightly like-minded persuasion, whether they're in teaching or in philosophy or art or TV or literature or whatever it is that interests you in life to, to kind of engage with. And that's what's nice. Whereas with our friends in the old fashioned world before mobile phones, before, before computers kind of improved or ruined our lives, I'm not sure which Mm -hmm. then um, you sometimes had no one to talk to, but there was always, there's always someone to talk to on on twitter yeah. and there's interesting stuff so i think it's i think it's a generally positive thing um but we have to we have to remember that it's a bit sort of can be a bit one or two dimensional in in terms of the worldview and things that are expressed on there so Absolutely. um right it is time for the next audio effect are we ready now um yes. hang on a minute uh right i'll do an audio effect rush the three most. <laughs> so, <laughs> this awesome. is our feature. I was feature. doing a sound effect too. I was doing a stirring my hot chocolate sound effect. I don't know if you can hear oh, it. You, I thought you said we were doing this show with whiskey and ukuleles. I've got my yeah. whiskey Mac. Um, um, it is only my first one, but quite a large one. Um, but um, I think it's that sort of time of day. And so, um, <laughs> no, I'm letting my image down. Obviously, founder of Brewhead, you'd think I would be there, but honestly, to get through the weeks nowadays, I have to. I'm, it's, I, it I is. should be asleep by now. If anybody's listening to this, why aren't you asleep? You got. I get up at six. Why? I should be asleep now. But so I've got myself a hot chocolate. I'm trying to sort of lull myself down. So as soon as we finish this, I'll just I'll get straight in between the covers. In fact, so you know, just to let you know, I'm actually in bed already. Really, I'll just just so I can turn the phone off. Close my eyes, get to sleep, at least get seven hours sleep. Yes. Well, I think seven hours. Do you sleep for more than seven hours? I mean, we're, we're, you're a little tiny bit older than me. We're about in the 50 region. Um, we are. <laughs> I think if I get a solid seven hours, then that's, that's good, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. But um, yeah. I think no, the Italians have got right, sleep I right. I think. Sleeping, I haven't been sleeping so good of late. I mean, you know, with, with all this stuff that's been going on. You know, in our lives, it's been, uh, I've been seeing every hour. So I sort of think, well, I need to spend at least eight hours in bed to even get a modicum of sleep out of a lot of it. Anyway, yeah. Right. They can sleep for a spirit. Well, the Italians, I like, the Italians, I I think that, I mean, not so much in the deep winter, which we're obviously in now, but, but I think in the summer, you know, the idea that you have, you go to bed at whatever, you know, like one in the morning and, and have five hours sleep and get up at six. And then you have a nice sort of two hour siesta in the afternoon. I think that's, that's better. That's better than our sort of trying to get eight hours and never getting anywhere near it yeah. and, and then not having a nap in the afternoon. Um, anyway, let's talk about Christmas parties. Mm-hmm. So, so our, our feature was supposed, it's supposed to be, the three most or the three best of something. And so yeah. what we, but I think we might deviate a little bit, but um, we're supposed <laughs> to be thinking about the three most enjoyable or the three best um, work Christmas parties that we've, we've um, enjoyed. We might not get to talk to three. I think we probably ought to establish, first of all, um, what sort of party person are you, Ed? What sort of party do you like? What what you do you like a big party, a dinner party, a kind of grow crazy party, or, or what? What about you in the party sense? I do you know what I think I've changed through my life. That's profound, isn't it? 
Um, yeah. Because I used to think what I wanted was to be in a, you know, a, a, a probably a, a really crowded house, you know, like a student house, loud music and like bumping into people and being very funny and, and uh, you know, going doing furtive things in, in dark parts of the house and things. And now that, that fills me with absolute horror. What yeah. I would really like, and I haven't got, because I don't know many people in Devon yet, and we've moved here uh, just a year, not quite a year ago, my boy and me, and, uh, you know, it's been lockdown and things, so we haven't really got a big social circle down here. What I really like is get I'll pull the table out from the wall so people can sit all the way around it. You've got eight or nine people. You've got some good red wine, some good simple, um, you know, a, a great big casserole or something, so it's easy to do. It's been plipping away all day. You haven't needed to bother about it. Lots yes. of talk, lots of laughter. Pull the guitars out after after we finished all the food. Which, you know, we could pull the guitars out. We sing a few songs and have a, and pass that around. And maybe there's a bottle of port, but, but there's certainly a couple of bottles of whiskey. Oh, and, a bottle of port, and and it's very like yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I think I think these days. In fact, at all points, I I like I like a party where I can really get inside the minds of the people I'm there with and, and they can get inside my mind. So have proper conversation. And so I think almost just two other people or, or three or four of six, between six yeah. and eight people is good. Once you get beyond that, you're all having sort of, it becomes fractious. Well, not fractious. The but... danger is that we come across as sounding very middle-aged. Yes. I think that's yeah, the danger inherent in this formula. In its format, I think it's going to happen, but we're going it in it for it early, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we are. But I, what I would say, on the extreme, I like a party that is kind of wild, where I can perform and dance and behave like a complete idiot. And 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 I think I think those kind of parties are fun. But the sort of in between parties, the sort of mingly drinks party, or or the slightly awkward work Christmas party, doesn't feel enjoyable. And I'll tell you what, horror. I absolutely dislike with a passion is yeah. fancy dress parties now oh, i love dressing well. up and i love yeah. getting into character and i love a bit of a bit of sort of artistry and pretending to be someone yeah. else that's fun but just trying to make yourself look interesting by wearing a fascinating costume that you spent weeks over yeah. either hiring making buying and 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 then oh hello I'm dressed up as this person tonight. And yeah. then, you know, it's sort of, it's exciting for two minutes. And then you realise mm. that it's a bit like a comedy tie. Um, and you now know, you're stuck sort of... in it as well, and it's really comfortable, is it? It's very, yeah. Really so now, don't like those. Anyway. Before we move on to three, so I can tell you, I'm going to keep Go. this one anonymous. It's not me. Somebody I know went to a fancy dress party and got it wrong. Okay. Uh, it was meant to be a bad taste fancy dress party. That was the theme. And so my friend spent a long time thinking about this and, and deciding on their outfit and perfecting it so that it was very recognisably what it was meant to be. And then my friend went to this party and found that everybody else was wearing, you know, uh, you know very, very brightly coloured shirts and kipper ties and things. And that was the level of bad taste that they'd gone for. But my friend got th literally <laughs> asked to leave the party because uh, because the the costume was in such bad taste. <laughs> now, I will have to tell you now. So so while everybody else had gone wearing nineteen seventies loud attire, my friend had gone dressed as Myra Hindley. Oh. <laughs> oh no, that's that's like that's worse than Prince Harry. I think it's, 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 really it's, it's on a par with. Literally asked by the host, please leave the party. That is in very poor taste. Which is, is what it said on the invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's in bad taste. That was the idea. <laughs> I I alone appear to have actually delivered on what the brief was. Surely you should be celebrating me. No, please go. Anyway, I yes, can't, I can't reveal who that was, but it's something. No, uh, that's a good anecdote. I think yeah. um, so. I we we need to link this. It is Teachers Talk Radio, so right. so we needed to link this to the the work Christmas party. Now I know my school. Um, we were I, I work at an independent school, so we have a little bit more freedom over um, what we do in terms of when term starts and when term ends mm. and, and all that sort of stuff, and also. Um, We've, when we've does sort term of, end? When does term well, end? Well, our term was meant to end on yeah. Wednesday the fifteenth, but we've ending we're ending a day early, 
Um, and we're going to start the summer term a day earlier. So we're going to nick an inset day yeah. from the summer term. So we're not losing a day of education. Um, right. But we're going to finish on the Tuesday, which gives people 10 days isolation before Christmas Day, you yeah, see. So, and wise. so um, and so we're ending a day early, which meant that we were supposed to be having a Christmas party after work on the Wednesday. But it that doesn't make sense now because we're not at school on the Wednesday. So we it was brought forward to the Tuesday, but mo some people couldn't make the Tuesday. And also we are like, I'm sure many um, schools in the country, you know, there's there's COVID cases and there's families mm -hmm. isolating and we're, we're overextending the government guidelines in that, you know, if, if there's a case in the household, we're encouraging children to isolate and not come into school yeah. for five, five days. Um, and unless they obviously have a positive test themselves. And so, um, so it's just, it is pretty good chaos at the moment. Um, you know, not complete chaos. I mean, actually most children are in school um, and, uh, but there are a few with a bit of online learning, you know, sort of hybrid lessons going on, which is a pretty exhausting way to end the term. Um, yes. And um, so anyway, so our Christmas party is being postponed until hopefully um, February half term, but um, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens in the rest of the winter, of course. Um, so, but Christmas parties, work Christmas parties, are they a good thing? Are they enjoyable? Have you got some great examples from the past to share, Ed? Well, I, I was reflecting on this after you asked me to think about it, and I think most of them are an absolute horror show. <laughs> uh, I, now, I'll tell you the reason I think that is because I came into teaching, um, you know, in, in my 30s. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I was probably, you know, I was 30 when I was working teaching in Ethiopia, and then I came back and uh, did my teacher training. So I was probably 33 or something before I started going to school Christmas parties. By which time I was the wrong age, I think, because uh, the, the people who have fun at the Christmas party, so far as I can see, are are the younger teachers. Yes. Who, who get all doled up, they? Yes, they do. As well, I'm not. It's not a girl thing. They they, they wear no. incredible outfits and they're made up to the nines. You think, my. I had no idea. And they spend weeks planning it and going yeah. shopping for the outfit. It's not very climate crisis friendly, is it? It's it like what, a dress that's worn once no, and never worn would, again. I would say that Christmas in general is not very climate crisis friendly. And no, they get together, they absolutely. start drinking. They leave school like dead on 3.30 or whenever the children finish and they yeah. go round to one of their houses to get it all ready. They'll, be, they'll get a bottle of Thunderbird down or then some cheap sherry, a bit of pre-party. Pre Whereas I would get home and I'd, you know, I'd do my son's tea and I'd, you know, get everything ready and then I'd just make sure that the house was okay and uh, and stuff. And if there was something needed done for the morning, I might have to pop out to the shop, you know. And then I'd go, look, oh, God, look at the time. It's time to go. I'd rock up, stone cold sober and, frankly, just about ready for bed, you know. <laughs> really, like, this has already been a very long day. I wonder how short I can make this and still look polite. And, oh, no, honestly, but and then also... The uh, the lovely uh, lovely TAs in late middle age who would also have the biggest night out of the year. You know, yes. it was like such a do, and they yes. dancing. Come on in, come on, it's dance. I think it's the last thing in the world I want to do. I'm tired. <laughs> We've got a carol service tomorrow, and I'll be the one leading that while you're all sitting in the back with your eyes closed. You know, honestly, and. Yeah. Um, no, yes, I think so I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, I just want to because we have got a few listeners who who aren't quite in bed. I just got a few listeners. I just want to acknowledge <laughs> that that Joe is that Jojo Lorio. I think Joe, you like the show. Best thing about massive parties like balls, etc., is the mm. bacon sandwiches back at someone's place afterwards. I think I agree that a good party is at its best in the sort of dying embers of the party. I think mm -hmm. I think it's 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 the stragglers who stay up who've perhaps consumed you know, one or too many bottles of wine. And, and but then it sort of breaks into deep sort of existentialist philosophy, which <laughs> is all forgotten the next day. And, you know, you have the same conversation you've had 300 times when you've had too much to drink, you know, at about two in the morning. And I think those that's the best thing about party. So I think thanks, Joe, for that. Um, uh, right. Uh, we will pause in a moment. In fact, um, we may pause now as it seems to be a sort of a bit of a break in in the conversation to do the news and the advert so so ed we can relax for yeah. a little bit whilst okay. um the recorded news is played and then followed by an advert and then we will come back to our discussion on parties uh, good ones bad ones indifferent ones etc okay hang on 
the news first of all here. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Ofsted have highlighted the worrying fact that lockdown has resulted in significantly lower levels of social care referrals. According to Robert Halfen, Chairman of the Commons Education Committee, 100,000 ghost children failed to return to school following last year's closures and were at risk of abuse. The Ofsted report states that nearly all children have fallen behind in their education due to COVID-19 and emphasises the importance of attendance for the education and welfare of pupils. Chief Inspector Amanda Spielman called for a proper register of children who aren't attending school. She said there's a whole range of reasons why people are in that category and I don't believe that we really know who those children are, where they're being educated and who's taking responsibility for it. What's worrying is that we simply don't have a handle we don't really know who's in that list of children who are particularly vulnerable to abuse and neglect. A report written by 40 academics called The Child of the North has drawn attention to huge inequalities between children who grow up in the north of England and the rest of the country. The report has set out 18 recommendations to tackle the problem, including more investment in welfare, health and social care systems, and increasing child benefits by £10 per child. A Department for Education spokesperson said, Our ambitious recovery plan continues to roll out across the country, with £5 billion invested in high-quality tutoring, world-class training for teachers and early years practitioners, additional funding for schools and extending time in colleges by 40 hours a year. We are supporting the most disadvantaged, vulnerable or those with the least time left in education, wherever they live, to make up for learning lost during the pandemic. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DfE-validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. There we go. Ed, are you still there? Oh, we're back. We're back. Okay. We're back. We're back. So parties. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so generally, I think we've both agreed that the I, the work Christmas party in, in the it's a bit like the idea of it. It's a bit grim, mm. and because yes. we kind of have those memories that you've you've sort of shared that perhaps um, you know some people just get a bit too over enthusiastic about it and go party. It all gets a bit in between us. It all goes a bit party and then dressed up and it's just crazy but I, I i would like to talk to you uh, for a mm-hmm. bit if that's okay about um i mean i've got three parties but yeah. let's, let's do the teacher one first because that's brief but then i'm going like to talk about a type of christmas party that i had when i worked at pfizer um in oh. in industry but but first of all my favorite teacher party i've been to christmas party i've been to seven or eight now um was uh, right at the end of term, and we had a carol service in in the, in the village church, and then everyone and the parents came, and the kids go home, and and we're all exhausted because um, you know it's just the end of the Christmas term, and just keeping the children on it through the afternoon because this carol service is about six in the evening, so they're all at school, and then we kind of minibus and bus and coach down to the church about a mile away. 
and then the parents come and it's just a big sort of private school fandango and it's wonderful um but but then you say goodbye to the children out of the church and and the parents go off and just went straight to the pub and had a f- absolutely fantastic evening this was this was my second one i think at the school i work at still and you know just you know you just go into the pub and you think you, the last thing you want to do is is kind of spend another four hours with your colleagues you've had enough of frankly for for a few weeks um but then you have a, your first pint of guinness and you drink it fast mm. and then the second one and then and then a friend of mine who's no longer teaches the same school um introduces me to the best ever drinking game um called spiders sliders and slammers have you come across spider sliders and slammers i haven't you will have um, to explain it, this is it, you need one fifty pence piece. You need six people in two teams of three and a table that's wide enough for three people to sit on one side and the your opposition three people to sit on the other side. And then you you decide um, which team is going to go first, and they have the fifty pence piece. And so they've got six hands between the three people, and you then. The, the or your oppositions nominate whether you've got to present the fifty percent fifty pence piece onto the table as a spider, a slider, or a slammer. So right. then, and I'll explain what those are in a moment. Good. So then, the the three people have a little whisper, whisper, and or not a whisper, whisper, but they under the table they're ha- passing this fifty pence piece between them, and then it ends up in one of the three people's left or right hand, and then. Um, you have to present all six hands onto the table at the same time. If it's spiders, you basically present your hands with your fingers onto the top of the table yeah. and the 50 pence piece is going to be kind of clamped up into your palm somehow. Mm-hmm. If it's sliders, obviously you have to slide your hands onto the table with the 50 pence piece somehow disguised inside the palm. And if it's slammers, you obviously have to slam your hands down onto the table. Mm-hmm. And then right. the opposition have to eliminate which hands it's not in and try to guess or right. guess which right. hand the 50 pence piece in. And it, obviously, if they guess correctly, you know, they drink and the other ones, yeah, it's just brilliant. And um, <laughs> I've learned, I've, uh, it's, and I've just played this for about two hours, and then I ended up buying the whole kitchen catering staff and cleaning staff a round, which was like, the most expensive round of drinks I've ever bought because <laughs> I was just, you know, too, you know, just, you know. Uh, and, you know, it's just one of those moments where, you know, you, you don't think you're in the mood for a party, but you just... Um, you know, it just sort of clicks because you're with, you are actually with people who you quite like and you have quite a lot of fun with and um, everyone's relaxed and they're about to have two or three weeks off school. And so, um, uh, yeah, so that was a good one in teaching one. Um, Can I talk about the Pfizer one? Then I'll go back to you. Go on, go on. Um, So so I worked at Pfizer at Sandwich, big research site, which in its peak had about 5,000 people at it. Well, about 1,500 in manufacturing, um, which was completely separate, really. And then um, about 3,000-ish of us plus contractors in, in various aspects of research and development. And our... The department I was in was called the pharmaceutical R&D. So we were kind of converting the drug substance, the, the powdered drug um, molecules as, as crystals um, into a tablet or into an inhaler for, for, for then development of, of clinical formulations before before going into commercial production if they were, were proven. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. There were about 200 people in my department and um, we had a big work Christmas party with partners, you know, kind of it booked Dover Town Hall, all very lovely. But also in the department, we had a separate Christmas party and it was called Shepherd's Pie Night. And it was absolutely fantastic. So it's formed when the department was only about 30 strong before Pfizer made lots of money and became famous for Viagra long before the vaccine and all that sort of stuff. And so there were only about 30 people and they used to go to the pub and eat shepherd's pie and have a nice jolly evening out. But by the time once the department grew up to sort of 100 plus, um, it sort of turned into a sort of impromptu cabaret night at the, the social club. So we booked that and you know, between 100 and 150 of us, no partners, um, unless you happen to be you know, coupled up at work. And then um, 
went down to the social club and, and drank a lot, of course, generally happens at a Christmas party. Uh, but we, some of us, basically put on a sort of cabaret performance. And I was involved in this for five years running from, I think, 2002, three, four, five, six. That sounds about right. Um, and... Um, we did pantomimes. So we did a pantomime called Dick Wanting Some. Um, we did a, a sort of pastiche of Tom of Harry Potter called Tommy Potter, because our head of department was called Tommy. Tommy Potter and the Three Witches of Unproductivity, um, which was Buzzwordsworth, Meetings, and Nathaniel Ganchos, Ganchartovsky, Ganchart's project planning type things. And, um, and then, but the best one we did was, I think, my penultimate one which was an award ceremony we did a full fake award ceremony and we did pre-film clips for like the meeting of the year or the you know the the team of the year and it was all it was all tongue-in-cheek it was all satire and then we had two of us my my good friend and former boss um dr edward french were the co-host of this awards evening on black tie and we had different people presenting the awards and it was just it was just great, great fun. And, you know, we got away with stuff and said things and did things um, that were just ridiculous. So I, that was really enjoyable um, I, and, and great. There we go. So that was my my best kind of Christmas party probably that I've ever been to, um, which was kind of more of a cabaret night really than anything. Anyway, yeah. um, there you go. That's probably – I've got one more, but but let's, let's see if you've got any other recollections or reminiscences from parties of your while you were speaking i remembered a great party you were you were allowing yourself a non-christmas party there i think i should be allowed a non-christmas party and i just retweeted if anybody's on the twitters at the moment they will see i've just retweeted a tweet from simon kidwell um from one of the great evenings of my life when i found myself i don't do you know simon kidwell do i know simon kidwell i recognize the name He's a, he is nowadays a big cheese in the NAHT, a great champion of the No Outsiders movement. He's a head teacher in, in Cheshire, and um, he right. organised one of the uh, Learning First conferences. I, I think you might be a bit late to the party on this whole conference movement thing. But um, yes, le- yeah, Learning First was one of the, uh, you know, with Research Ed and Learning First, I think they were the first two big sort of Saturday conference movements where we all tipped up and uh, met each other and, you know, have fantastic conversations in the day and things. I, I got asked to present at Learning First Chester. I'm never entirely sure why I got asked to present at it, but that was a very sweet of them to ask me. So I, I said, well, I'd love to, but I, you know, I can't drive up to Chester in the morning from Oxford and, and be there in good time. You know, I would really have to stay over. Simon, bless his heart, said, yeah, just come, just come and stay over at my house. You know, that'd be right, and then we'll go in the morning. I said, but I'm coming with my friend Jack, and you know, he's going to just bring Jack. So we got there and we found Pi Corbett was already there. And also um, Simon Smith, the great Simon Smith, who I'm sure... The great Simon Smith of of, of children's fiction and literature. But also immense rants. So you need to hear him speaking. You know, obviously he he keeps it under wraps more a little bit on the Twitters. But when you hear him speak, he's a very, very passionate, frequently angry, but always entertaining man. He's always worth hearing. (laughs) And, um, He's got great music so, taste as well, Simon. I'll, he I'll, has got great music yeah. tastes and a, a great, a great choice of beers that night. So the picture of if people have, I can see, it, I've got it, I've got it here. Yeah. yeah. Simon said at two o'clock this morning, filled by hazelnut liqueur. <laughs> <laughs> this group of people sold education. Sadly, by eight o'clock, they've forgotten it all. Entirely <laughs> true. We, <laughs> we had this. You can see in the picture behind us, there's this drinks cabinet of stuff that Simon has brought back from his travels around the world. You know, all those drinks that were really nice by the hotel pool and, you know, somewhere you get back, you never drink them. Well, we drank them, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I found, personally, I found the hazelnut liqueur a little bit sickly sweet. But I did oh, find yes. if, you alternated, if you alternated shots of that with uh, shots of McCallum, then one washed the other one down very nicely. But it, I can tell you it gives you a terrible headache if you do that for long enough. But yeah. you know what, that was, that's a long time ago, that uh, thing. So when was it? Four years ago, he said in 2021. So it must have been 2017-ish. Good Lord, it's a long time ago. There's a lot of water under the bridge since then. But I do look back on that evening as one of one of the great evenings. Mind you, we did the pre-drinking because we got taken to the beer emporium in, um, what's it called? Again, where it is now. One of those Cheshire towns. Great, great yes. nights. Great people. Great conversation. Good Food, good drink, 
good fun. Yeah. You know, that's what I would like a bit more of that. You know, now is if I'm uh, if I'm allowed some a wish for 2022, it's not it's a bit early for that, isn't it? We should do that next week. But if I was allowed a wish for 2022, I would like more evenings like that. Yes, yeah. I think I think I, I, I well, I'm hoping to have more evenings like that once I've resolved my my personal flux. Oh, that I'll tell I'm you what, through. though, the issue was that we were all presenting at this conference the following day, and we were all just destroyed. We were yeah. sweating hazelnuts. It was it was a shocker. <laughs> I remember <laughs> at lunchtime, Simon Kidwell said, "Ed, do you want my sandwich?" And I said, "You're not hungry." He said, "I don't think I can eat." And I thought, "Oh, oh my word." Well, we but I, think, here. I think you raised something that's that's important there, though. I think when I used to go to pharmaceutical conferences or science conferences, you know, there's a lot of wonderful science talked about, just as there's lots of wonderful educational stuff spoken about at research eds or brew eds or, or, or the kind of meeting that you were talking about. Um, but it's not really about the education or the science or the or the latest research into um frying pan coverings or whatever it is that you're going to the conference on it's it is all about the the social side of it and that's that's the purpose of and that's of course in 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 our lockdowns and in our zoom based world that's mm. what you miss out on you know is it is a lot i always kind of joke that a lot of my you know a lot of business at Pfizer was done over coffee you know or in the pub you know and 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 i think the more executive the more senior you are the more offline stuff is done at unofficial illegal downing street parties you know and, and you know i think that's yeah. that's what you know it, it, the business of, of any kind of work is done lubricated by it doesn't have to be alcohol because a lot of people yeah. choose not to or for religious reasons don't drink alcohol that's fine but but in a slightly more relaxed setting than a formal meeting room or a classroom or, or, or a lecture theatre. And so I think I think that's that's really cool. Um, we I want to ask you, Ed, have you yeah. now we were, we were talking about this does depend on sound quality. One of the things yeah. that slightly disappoints me about um, I know this is called Teachers Talk Radio yeah. and it is meant to be related to education and teaching <laughs> um and and you know i think we're late night on a wednesday so i think we can and it's nearly christmas so i think we can we can explore things that are tenuously connected but yeah. but also it disappoints me that we can't be a little bit john peel or mark lamac or or not mark um, and and steve lamac sorry um or, or um, whispering bob harris um but are you going to have a go at playing some ukulele for us, well, or, or I mean, are I you have up a for ukulele it? here, but I don't know how it's going to sound because I've got, you know, I've got my crummy, crummy headphone. Uh, I think so. Let, let, let's just uh, check. Sound but but I'm going to introduce you. Wait a minute before okay, before I'm going to I'm going to say. So we hope because we have got a late late show, and and you know we want to sort of you know a bit of a lullaby, a bit of a like wind down <laughs> the <laughs> day. So oh, we right. have, Not ladies and gentlemen. I would like to introduce the wonderful. The, the 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 delightful, folky, punky, not beardy anymore, Mr. Ed Finch. Oh, there's a warm applause. Right, let's see what what happens. Let's see if this works. Well, let's see. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I can't do anything copyright, can I? Because uh, it's talk radio; it doesn't have any needle time. So, no, it has to be uh, stuff. So, I thought. Um, I, I have the skills to play any, uh, any any song, and it's it's nearly Christmas. We do Christmas songs. Any song you like in in a blues style, okay? So okay. I normally I normally I'll do give you an example, then you can challenge me with another one. All right. So are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Here we go. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep in a hay. See, there you go. So that's, that was a way in a manger, if you hadn't identified the song, that in a, in a oh, blue style. That was wonderful. It was, it was. Would you like to challenge me to another song? Yes, I'd like to challenge you to another song. Okay, okay, what um, are we doing? What, am I, can, I, can you, can you do, 
yeah. a punk version, a punk ukulele version, punk yeah. folk version of the chorus to right. We Three Kings. Oh, star, star of wonder, wonder star, of star of nine, nine, star of royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Like that? <laughs> like that. And is that the sort of thing you were thinking? I was, yes, I was yeah. searching that on the internet the other day because we were, yeah. I had a bit of carols playing in the background while some children were doing some, some, uh, a little bit of independent project work to end end the term, and mm. and so I put some carols. I was searching carols, and and I got a bit carried away and looked, yeah. <laughs> typed, and googled punk version of yeah. Three Kings, and came across a band called Amped, who were more metal yeah. than punk, and and quite good actually. So um, search Amped, um, Amped We Three Kings, and I quite enjoyed it. Anyway, um, do you want to play one more? I, well, you would just have to, you, you know, you, you need to give me. I'll tell um, so, how, what, before we move on, do you know the Greedies Merry Jingle? The Greedies Merry Jingle. No, do that. No, let's do that. that. Well, I won't do it because then, then I'd okay. have money and things. But uh, do look okay. up the Greedies. They were a great band, short-lived, I believe. Um, go on, give me, give me a song. Give me a style. I'll give you so Are we doing Christmas song, Christmas style? Christmas, yeah. Christmas song. Um, could you do um, In the Bleak Midwinter? Um right. A kind of, I think it's a plaintive, folky kind of thing. So keep it that way in you that style. Do you want to? Okay. Mm. I'm just racking my brains for the words. In the bleak bed winter, frosty winds made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow was falling, snow, snow, snow on snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, long ago. Oh. <laughs> Just lovely, Ed. Thank you so much. I think that's 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 a nice addition to the to the show. There's a, um, excellent. I mean, we can't do Christmas songs every week, you know. No, we'll have to no. Branch out from there. What's yes? We'll have to branch out, and and they have to be quite old for for copyright reasons. But um, <laughs> but we can all made we can, up on the spot. Is it all made up on the spot? Yeah. Can we do yeah. Lonnie Donegan? Some Lonnie Donegan, maybe. Oh, um, do you know what? I, what I'm sitting. This is. I can from where I'm sitting now. I can reach out and touch. My washboard signed by Lonnie Donegan. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Okay. Another time. I'll, another time. I'll tweet Let's a picture of it for you. Yes. Brilliant. Cool. Right. I'm going to do another sound effect. No, I'm not. I'm going to say, um, and we haven't really planned this bit desperately, but um, <laughs> anyway, question of the week. Yes. Okay. So we have got only uh, seven minutes left, including some closing yeah. remarks. So um, question <laughs> of the week relating to Christmas parties, because um, yeah. uh, we've been talking about them. So I asked a question on Twitter last night, and I've mm -hmm. got the results now on yeah. the survey. Um, what was the question? Oh, I'm trying to find my results. Here we are. Secret Santa. It was... Secret Santa, it wasn't a very worldwide question. Is Secret Santa amongst colleagues good for well-being, worth breaking rules for, um, tiresomely consumerist, or essential at a Christmas party? And um, somewhat unsurprisingly, tiresomely consumerist has won with 66% of the vote. There were 61 votes. Um, which is about the same amount of people that probably voted for the Conservative Party at the last election, um, but only 40 people voted for the Labour Party, unfortunately. So um, mm -hmm. there we go. Anyway, um, Tarsimony Consumerist won it by a long way. Yeah. Some people put food for well-being. 2% said it was worth breaking rules for, picking up on the uh, Secret yeah. Santa Downing Party. Um, and 6% said it was essential at a Christmas party. So I think that's about right. I, at Secret Santa... Yeah, no, they're all wrong. They're all, all wrong. wrong. They're all wrong. They're all completely oh, wrong. Caps wants to call in. Who's Caps? Um, oh, they've, they've just disappeared now. Oh, I don't know who Caps is wants to call have, in. We don't know who it is. We don't I know who think, it is. 
Yes. Um, so not entirely similarly consumerist because there's normally a price cap, isn't there? You normally say you're not allowed to spend more than five pounds, and then everybody spends nine ninety nine. But you know, it's not like a festival expenditure. It is a waste of stuff. You know, it's plastic rubbish which is going to go to landfill. That's not consumerist, though, is it? That's just um, that's just our willful disregard for the planet we live on. Okay. Um, Yes, I think Secret Santa is is yeah. I, I there's a lot of we end up just buying stuff for the sake of buying stuff and giving stuff. And most of the time, if you get someone, Noreen, try and call in again. Noreen wants to call in and comment on this, so I'm going to invite her. Caps, no, that's Caps. Noreen, um, uh, is Noreen trying to call in again? There was a couple of good replies, wasn't there? Under there were a couple so of good replies. Couple. Noreen, there we go. Invite, there we go. Noreen. Are you in? Noreen is a speaker now. Yes. Hello. Hi. There she is. Hello. Hi, boys. Hi. Thank really you so much for sticking with us. <laughs> no, it's been really enjoyable. I was quite surprised when you said only seven minutes left. And I said, where's mm. the time going? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Santa, um, yes. Teachers Talk Radio had um, a Twitter space about um, uh, teachers, staff room 101. And yes. I actually asked Secret Santa to be put into staff 101. Mm, I yeah, I think yeah, I agree you. with you because it's it's we're not, I don't think we're doing it at school this year. Um, seconded, Joe's agreeing with us. I think you know I when I do Secret Santa when I when I'm forced to do Secret Santa, if I pick something that I quite like, then I like buying them a really nice present. But I want to know that I want them to know it's from me. I don't you know I know that sounds a bit sort of egoist as as, as uh, but I think it's kind of you know if you want to buy someone a present, um. It's nice to give something special rather than people just give silly things, and 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 sometimes it's offensive as well, isn't it? And and upsetting, mm. and uh, yeah. So I think the good good shout, Noreen. Let's put it in to staff room room one hundred and one for the second time. Yes, um, yes. yes. <laughs> along with fancy dress parties and over enthusiastic teachers who spend three months planning their Christmas party dress. So let's put all that in, or, or, or outfit, sorry, I shouldn't just say dress. Um, yeah, so that's those three things. Uh, anyway, Noreen, thank you very much for joining us. Um, any other comments on Christmas parties whilst you're with us? In general, Christmas party-related stuff? Um, well, I, I quite like Christmas parties, but... Um... Haven't had one for such a long time. I've forgotten what they feel. I know mm. they are. I know exactly. And, and so people are people doing Christmas parties much this year, uh, or not really? Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Really. No. Yeah. Well, I haven't. I think a, lot been canceled. Yeah. Yes. a lot of been cancelled. Yeah. A lot of been cancelled. Yes. Um, anyway, there we go. So, um, any other questions of the week that we ought to discuss relating to to Christmas parties? Ed, have you got any other questions to to discuss? Um, that we haven't answered relating to sort of Christmas parties. I, I what, can't think of any moderate, more. Really. Moderately seriously. I think moderately yeah. seriously. I know that Christmas parties are really difficult for people who don't drink. And I think, you know, I've got always worry for those colleagues who either don't drink because they used to and that was a problem for them or they don't for whether it's a, a religious reason or whatever. And you know, you sort of think in most of our staffs, in most schools, there's somebody who would probably rather not be surrounded by drinking and doesn't know how to uh, politely yeah. demur, you know. I do think we we owe people a bit of respect around that. So uh, I totally agree. So I I, I agree. I, I like I like a good drink and I like a good alcohol-fueled chat, but I also like good conversation um, without alcohol. Um, and I think I think alcohol is is it's a bit toxic in our society. I think, mm. I think we, we sort of associate it with a, a necessary thing to have a good time. A lot of people associate yes. it. And, and I don't think it is, um, but it, it, it does seem to be um, a, a, a correlation, not a causation, if that makes sense. Um, uh, right. Next week, Ed, do you think we should talk a bit about Toby and Ed's guide to Christmas shopping and maybe some book recommendations <laughs> for different types of people in our lives. Yeah, so yeah. I think we should think about, you know, what you give your slightly batty aunt for Christmas, mm -hmm. um, what you give your favourite nephew uh, for Christmas or your favourite niece or your or your um, neighbour's um, 
cat or whatever, you know. So so maybe think of you probably wouldn't give your neighbor's cat a book, actually, thinking about it. So let's think about books that we like to books that we love that we would like to gift to other people because we think they should read them, whether they're children's books, fiction, nonfiction, whatever. So I think we should think about that and talk about that next week. Don't you think that's a good idea? Because people might a very good idea. I wonder if any of our listeners may have a may want specific help. That would be good, wouldn't it? If people tweet us and say, you know, what should I get for my 14-year-old grandson or for my uh, my tediously uh, fiction-addicted uh, uh, aunt? I don't know. We can do it. Yes. That'd so I'm going to have a think of I a mean, few we'll things. terrible recommendations. They, they shouldn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Chris, teachers can't think about Christmas until terms ended. So next week seems to be about the right timing for that. Anyway, it's been wonderful. It's the, we've gone on for more than an hour. I need to end the show with the end theme music. Ed, that was lovely. And thank you for your ukulele. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being our co my co-host. And, um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. And for those of you who listen on Catch Up, hope you enjoyed the show as well. Um, it's good night from him. Yes, good night. And good night from me. And now I'll just play this. Bye-bye. Bye, all. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.